moment you've all been waiting for, folks. We are back. I am Lee Grant. This is Daniel Rogers, and we are exploring faith and pursuing grace. Daniel, how's it going today, man? Man, it's going good. We've uh, recorded and re-recorded this thing, haven't we? (laughs) We have. Well, it's funny because in weeks gone by, we have had various plans to hand the podcast, hand the reins over to you. And that's what this podcast is going to be about. That's what this episode is about, is our plans for the future of this podcast, how it's going to work, how it's going to move forward. Um, Whenever Kevin and I brought it to a close several months ago, back in July, we never in our wildest dreams, whenever we even started it, thought that it would grow to the point that it did, where we were knocking on, you know, possibly a hundred thousand downloads by the end of the year. It was, it, it grew and it grew and it grew and it was continually growing every month. And in spite of that, we elected to end the podcast and we discussed all of those reasons why in the last episode that aired, but in, in looking at some other things, there were some other things that we were wanting to discuss and some other guests that we had wanted to head on that we had reached out to. We didn't hear back from them. We closed the door on it. Well, some of these guests got back to us and we started the process of, of recording some of those episodes to release. And in that process, and this will explain Kevin's conspicuous absence from our, our podcast today, Kevin's soul is just weary at this point. Writing that book took a large toll on him, not not in a negative way, but he's just very, very tired. He's very worn out. And whenever we reached out to him about doing this episode to hand it off to you, um, initially he was okay with that. He was good with it, but he said, man, he said, I'm, I'm really just done. He was like, I really just need to step away from it. And I understand that. I get it. You know, it's what's best for him at this point in life and at this point in this season of life for him. So I fully respect that 100%. So, Kevin, if you're listening, we love you. We miss you. And need to holler at you and Bethany. We need to get together for dinner sometime. Um, in any case, though, we're here now and we wanted to keep the podcast going, but it's hard for me to carve out the time to make it happen. And honestly, like I mentioned in the last episode, I've been a bit gun shy about getting back into it because of the ego issue that came about with this thing getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I didn't want it to go to my head and I still don't. Honestly, I just really don't have the time to devote to it at this point. And Daniel being the, the amazing person you are, you don't want to see this come to an end. You've seen the good that this has done. You've been a part of it from almost day one and you have thrown your name into the hat to keep this thing going and to pick up the reins and to carry the Exploring Faith, Pursuing Grace podcast forward wherever it may lead us. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, man. Uh, just happy to hop in. I, I remember one of the things that I saw when y'all made that original announcement post, I think it was before you even made the episode, maybe uh, you had talked about how the podcast was going to come to an end and you're going to wind down. And people began to not only leave comments, but also send me private messages and even call me and say things like, this is such a huge part of my Thursday. <laughs> you know, yeah. every single Thursday when I'm going to the office, I listen to this podcast or, you know, when I'm doing dishes or taking care of the kids or something like Kevin and Lee are in my ear, <laughs> you know, talking about <laughs> exploring faith and pursuing grace. And, and a lot of people, uh, it's, it's sort of like what they were getting across is that uh, they maybe don't have a church like I'm blessed to have where I can explore faith and pursue grace with my brothers and sisters every Sunday and Wednesday. And so this was almost like their church in a sense. And so to see it shut down was like seeing their, their favorite church building in town getting closed down. And so they wanted to see it going because this is where they get their spiritual nourishment from every week. And in some cases it could be that they still attend a more legalistic church. 
Yeah. And uh, maybe they go because of their family or because of their friends, or that's just their community that they grew up in. And this was sort of their relief that gave them the stamina to be able to make it through just one more sermon, one more divisive Bible class on first Corinthians one ten or whatever. <laughs> and exploring faith, pursuing grace served as that outlet for them. And so for them to see it go, um, it's like losing a best friend. And so I saw, a huge need and wanted to fill that and, and hopefully bring the same kind of spirit, the same kind of uh, demeanor on um, the same kind of quality material that you guys have been bringing for the past few years uh, to keep this thing going and to keep people encouraged and to continue this community that we have, especially on the Facebook group where people just pour out their hearts to each other. I want to see that stay alive. So that's well, why I wanted to step in here. And I have no doubt that you're going to be able to do that because you've been a part of that high quality that Kevin and I have tried to shoot for. And it's it's not something that's super rigid where we've, you know, we've had for, I'd say, most of our episodes, probably half of our episodes, we've had an outline that we'll follow roughly. But man, we bunny trail so much. And we we did bunny trail a lot in the past. And some of those bunny trails and those side conversations and side notes led to some of the the best conversations that we had on here. But like you, we received emails. I received emails and private messages personally. Kevin received a bunch as well. And we both, you know, we that put a little bit of pressure on us. We wanted to pick it back up. We wanted to get it going again. And after a couple of false starts, Kevin just realized that that, that mode of behavior, that I, I guess the people pleaser within him wanting to keep it going so he's not letting his his brothers and sisters down that have benefited from this, just like you said, that that motivated him and we started things back up and we started things going. But, and I don't, I don't think he'd mind me saying this. It was hard for him because his heart just wasn't in it like it was before. He's, he's more or less, you know, mentally and, and spiritually kind of exhausted at this point, writing that book and all the research that he did on that book. It's, he needs a break and he needs a longer break. And we were talking the other day and he's like, man, I just don't think I'm ever going to have it in me to really want to come back and do it again. And I said, well, that's fine. Let's talk with Daniel and, and let's see about getting things going. So you're going to be taken over. And as you take over, you're going to keep a very similar format to, to what's been established. That's what people like, but you also have, have some changes in mind as far as the release structure goes and the timing of the releases, um, whether it's a weekly or biweekly episode or, or whatever the case may be. I know you have some ideas there. So what does the podcast hold moving forward into phase two under the uh, command of Daniel Rogers? Phase two sounds like Marvel or something. Phase yeah. two, baby. Thanos um, is coming to phase three, man. <laughs> right. What are we in like phase four or five now, I guess? Phase four. Yes, sir. There we go. Uh, anyways, um, I love the weekly format, but it's a little bit much with all the things I have going on, uh, working full time at a church and having a new baby girl. I uh, just got just got here three weeks ago today. So yeah, buddy. So you know we got a few things on our plate. So I, I thought about dialing it back, kind of like you guys had said in one of your posts, um, to a uh, biweekly schedule at the least. So that might mean that hey, you might get an extra episode here and there, uh, but biweekly is probably what I can do. Uh, just for my mental health and so I don't get burned out. And hey, if you guys lasted two years on uh, every week, maybe I could last four years on a biweekly schedule. You know? Hey, there you go. Maybe at that point, Kevin will be refreshed and ready to return. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, I still plan on bringing in guests when I can. Um, it's going to be a little bit more difficult being more of a one-man show to, to reach out and to collect these guests. But perhaps some of the uh, listeners can can pitch in and suggest people and send people my way and things like that. I, I don't know. Um, and I'd also like to 
to do a lot of work uh, in uh, we've we've dealt with deconstruction, but let's move towards reconstruction. Reconstruction, yes. In many ways, um, I'd like to revisit some of these Bible passages that we grew up hearing over and over again that were used to tear each other down, like like First Corinthians one ten. I mentioned it a while ago, or Galatians one six through nine, or Second John nine. Some of these passages that we used to bash each other over the head with, and re-explore those contexts and see what those passages actually have for us and what kind of future could we have as the church if we really slow down and looked at those passages again and what could come from that what sort of unity what sort of progress could we make uh, you know what transformation could we bring about in the world by re-examining some of those old passages that we might have a little bit of ptsd when it comes to reading those texts um we might read through that passage or hear it quoted or hear it referenced or see it as somebody's you know, signature in their email or something and like start to cringe a little bit. Right. Yeah. So how can we, how can we liberate those passages from the toxic ways in which they've been used and put them towards a beautiful future for the church, uh, both for ourselves and for our uh, kids coming up. I I think that sounds just perfect, man. And I know that's something that Kevin and I had on our radar. That's something that we wanted to delve into was more of the reconstruction side of things. But as you said, going to a biweekly schedule to, in an attempt and, a, and as a measure to prevent burnout in the future, we burned out. And so we didn't get to that point. But I think reconstruction is is huge because we've we've deconstructed a lot of the 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 poor theology and the poor reasoning that we had embraced in the past. We deconstructed a lot of that in, in the public square on this podcast and more or less iterated and reiterated some things we had already gone through. But on this podcast, you also saw our evolution. You saw my change in real time and you saw some of that deconstruction in real time for me and for Kevin both. And deconstruction is a good thing. You know, we're not talking about demolition where you just blow everything to smithereens. We're we're decomposing what is. We find the good things, and then we need to know how to go through the steps to rebuild. And by visiting those passages that are often used in a toxic way, that are often used in a way that bullies other people, and looking at their context, looking on what they actually teach, and looking at the message that's proclaimed there, I think that would do a lot of good. I know it would do good. One of the messages that I had received not too long ago was asking what biblical translation might be recommended for them to read from because they had come up in a King James only church. And for them, just reading the Bible or just hearing the Bible quoted either King James or New King James was it was a trigger for them. It was something that it brought back all of those old emotions and all of those old patterns. And it was difficult for them. They didn't even want to read the Bible period at all because of that. Whereas a more modern English translation, you know, might soften that for them and make it to where they could start to ease their way back into it. That was the suggestion I made, but there's no doubt that taking that approach is, is going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. And as far as guests goes, I know you're extremely well-connected. There's no shortage of people out there that, that I know would be willing to have a conversation with you. So I don't think you'll have as much trouble securing a guest as what you might think. And if for whatever reason you can't get them, I can hop back on with you from time to time and we can chew the fat and, and have some fun with it. So there's that for you. Yeah. And I know that's one thing that you and Kevin had both mentioned. Um, Kevin, he, he, He's in the weird place right now and he kind of changes, you know, from week to week what he's what he's willing to do or what he thinks he might be willing to do in a few months. But he even said, like, man, if you land a big guest and 
it's an interesting subject. I might have to hop on for a week. <laughs> to revisit it, so. Yeah. Uh, he'll just throw himself in there. Yeah. Just hopping on with you, Daniel. That's just, that's not good enough. It's, it's gotta be someone with celebrity status. I mean, yeah. Hey, he hops on with me all the time. He's always calling me for technology questions or talk about the Bible or something like that. So do, do you touch, tell, we, yeah, do, we, do you tell him, uh, uh, to, did you try plugging, unplugging it and plugging it back in? That's always like the first thing I ask him. Did you cut it off and cut it back on? <laughs> Um, and most he's got pretty good. He he does that now. So uh, what I've tried to do is I've moved from uh, teaching him or like giving him a fish to like teaching him how to fish. So I try to like say, okay, well, I just Googled, you know, how to forge your emails <laughs> 101. And here's the webpage. I'm at. Try to walk through those steps to try to like, you know, coach him through it. He's get, he's a smart guy. He's getting through it. He, he, can he, do is, it. he is a sharp dude, but man, I, I think that the future of this podcast is going to be bright. I think it's in very, very good hands. I think that you're going to knock it out of the park and it's going to be fantastic. I don't have any doubt in my mind whatsoever. And I'm looking forward to listening every two weeks or so. Hey, yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, one of the, one of the other things that uh, I will be doing, and this is stuff that I already do is so it's not like extra work on me. Uh, before we got on, I told you that I was teaching a class on Malachi at my church on Tuesday mornings. And I sent you to my website, uh, danielr.net backslash Malachi. And you'll see that I've been posting like a weekly recap video of that section on Malachi, as well as weekly handouts and things like that. So not only will you have access to a uh, bi-weekly podcast to Exploring Faith, Pursuing Grace, but if you're really interested, <laughs> I've got a YouTube channel with 906 subscribers, I think. I'm working on trying to get 1,000, uh, where I post pretty regularly and do live stream Q&As and stuff like that You know, fairly often. Not so much since the baby's been born, but I get on there a lot. And so uh, there, there's a lot more content out there that you might not even know about yet if you've just heard me through Exploring Faith, Pursuing Grace. I've got a whole website with articles and uh you know, videos that I post regularly. So there's a lot of material out there for you to start digging in before I start posting uh, regularly in a couple of weeks. And your material is world-class. Your material is as good as any I have ever seen anywhere else. So I'll heartily recommend the work that you've done on labor, not in vain and on your website and how you're putting everything together and moving forward. Uh, you're going to be able to, to, I guess, to plug that and promote that here and people that are interested that need those resources for reconstructing their faith and reorienting their faith in a more healthy direction. Folks, Daniel's material will help you dramatically in that. It's been extremely helpful for me. It provides much needed perspective. Daniel is a scholar. Daniel oh, knows his stuff. He's extremely good at what he does. He is a very well-versed individual. He's a very intelligent individual. And, and folks, you need to check his stuff out. You will not be disappointed. It's phenomenal. It is excellent. Well, man, I appreciate that a lot. And uh, just... I just try to give back uh, what's been given to me. Um, I've got an awesome library, thanks to my friend Dallas Burdett. And I've got a huge uh, digital library, thanks to some other supporters as well. And so all this knowledge that I've been gifted through these books and resources and videos and everything that, that people have suggested to me over the years, I'd love to just to condense that and to give it back. Because not everybody gets paid a full-time salary to study the Bible all week. And so... I'm at a bit of an advantage. So if I can condense <laughs> any of that and shoot it your way, then maybe it'll be helpful to you. And also another thing is, uh, and I know, Lee, you just mentioned this um, about your own personal transformation. I'm not too far removed from my legalistic COC days. If you go back uh, to my YouTube channel and sort it by oldest to newest, 
I don't delete anything because I want people to be able to see like where I was and where I am. Yeah. You'll find some, you'll find some doozies on there. I bet. Uh, I, I can't stand to go back and do it myself, but, uh, you, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have to check that out. And I mean, you know, it's one of those things where if you, you, you get emotionally worked up, sometimes you, uh, your physical output can be a little bit better. That would be probably really good. One rep max workout fuel for those one rep max days. Be great right. for that. Throw it on there. Listen to it. Get all good, man. That's not what that means. And then, Oh, you know, knock out a PR on bench. Yeah, but, that's right. But, you know, to that point, I think that that's a really valuable thing to do. I think it's good to leave stuff like that up because I know that there are a lot of people whenever they have heard the podcast, people in my own circles that that I know that have listened to the podcast, they find it really hard to believe whenever Kevin and I have talked about the things that we used to believe and the things that we used to teach and promote. They're shocked. They're like, I can't believe that you actually believe that. It's like, well, yeah, you know, I, I absolutely believed it. I had a way of reading the Bible that I had been taught. I was taught that this is what the Bible is. This is how you read it. And this is how you elucidate truth from it. And I use that methodology and using that methodology, you'll arrive at various conclusions. And a lot of those conclusions are going to overlap. They're going to fit together. Sometimes there will be some nuance where it's a little bit different, but more or less you're going to arrive at this at the same conclusion as most of the people in your, in your group believe because you're all using the same methodology. And the problem wasn't with the conclusions. It was the methodology used to arrive at the conclusions because the methodology in and of itself was flawed. Ergo, the conclusions were flawed and coming to that realization. And whenever that thought became clear, that concept became clear in my mind, that process of further deconstructing in a healthy way was much, much easier and learning how to read the Bible in a better way by looking at what Jared Bias has written, what Pete Enns has written, what um, even N.T. Wright, who's way more conservative than some of these other folks have written, that's been helpful. The stuff that you have put out, your materials have helped. Brother Dallas Burdett, that dude is a scholastic juggernaut. His work is so prolific. His work is so deep. And you guys can can find his stuff on his website, freedominchrist.net. It's excellent. He has essays that he's written. That was extremely helpful. Um, work from John Mark Hicks, all of these other people who have written on this subject, it, it's, it, I don't want to say it's easy to go through the deconstruction process because it isn't, it can be very difficult at times, but reconstruction is way harder than deconstruction. If you don't know, or if you don't have a framework that you can utilize to begin to put those pieces back together. And that's what all of those people that I mentioned before provided to me through their writings and their work was a methodology by which I could approach the Bible and build something better than what was there to begin with in spiritual terms. Yeah, that's right. This is something I mentioned actually in a recent um, article I wrote called reflections on the COC. And I think it was about 750 words, but I talked about that. One of the reasons why people leave faith altogether after leaving the church of Christ is because they've been taught their whole life that this way of reading the Bible is the only way to read the Bible. If if the earth isn't 6,000 years old, if these uh, genocides didn't take place, like from 1 Samuel 13 or whatever, if Jonah really wasn't swallowed by a big fish, not a well, by the way, Lee. It was a big fish. It was a big fish. Really big fish. <laughs> big old uh, then, then we can't even trust what Jesus says. Basically, it's accept our view of creation or there wasn't a resurrection. And when you're taught that and you confront 
uh, you know, things uh, you um, you begin to confront that with things that you learn in science class at a freshman level collegiate course or whatever. You read a book or something or hear something your friend said, and it seems like your experience doesn't really line up with what you've been taught about how the universe works. You don't have a way to cope with that, right? Yeah. You don't have a system of interpretation that can handle that. In fact, every other way of reading the Bible has been so demonized with terms like uh, liberal or progressive or something like that, that your only options seem to be, do I hold on to what I've been given or do I just leave it behind altogether? And there are so many people that I know out there who maybe they may consider themselves spiritual, but not religious um, at best. Um, most of the time, though, agnostic or atheist. And their argument is the Bible just can't, um, the Bible just can't be reconciled with what we see in science, with what we see in our reality. And it's so sad uh, that we have done such a good job at demonizing other believers that there are no other alternative systems of, systems of interpretation out there for us to latch onto. And because of that, reconstruction, especially from someone who comes from a Church of Christ background, can be almost uh, impossible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's absolutely and it it that brings back to my mind a conversation that i had with a, a preacher within the the one cup group whenever i began to go through the process and we started the podcast and i think i mentioned this on on the show before but you know one of the big driving factors for me in in deconstruction is exactly what you just talked about reconciling science with what the scriptures teach and i was shocked I mean, absolutely shocked whenever I started reading after Dennis Lamoureux for one. Um, and then I can't remember the the guys that wrote this book, but it's a book called The Bible, Rocks, and Time. And I can't remember the author's names, but there are a couple of geologists that are also evangelical Christians who discuss the geology. And this book is super thick. It's it's close to 500 pages. It's It's not an easy read. It was really hard for me because I don't really have a big interest in geology. But these guys, they, they really break down the science behind it. And they devote sections in the book to reconciling those findings with with what the Bible teaches and how that works. It, it's a really, really good book. It's worth it's really worth looking at. But whenever I saw that there was a way that you could do that, it shocked me. And whenever I had this conversation with this brother and he's and I really believe in my heart of hearts that he had my best interest in mind. I have no doubt of his sincerity and his desire to want to help me see the quote error of my ways. I really and truly believe he was motivated by love and friendship. I have no doubt in my mind that his motives were pure. But one of the things he said whenever I began discussing this was, is, oh, no, you can't reconcile those things. You can't reconcile evolution in the creation account. You can't rec reconcile a, an ancient universe with what the Bible teaches. And I'm, well, and I'm sitting here thinking, well, yeah, you can. Oh, no, no, you can't do it. Yeah, well, yeah, you can. He, he said, no, no, you can't do it. And I looked at him and I said, yes, you can because I've done it and other people have done it. And they've done it extremely well in a way that makes sense. And what was really interesting to me is that um, I think it was Barton Stone and Alexander Campbell themselves believed in an ancient world. The geology wasn't really that big of a deal for them. Of course, they you know wrote what they wrote on that before Darwin, but you know a lot of the that young Earth creation, that modern young Earth creation perspective, is really more of a modern thing. It, it was a offshoot of 
what the seventh day Adventists were teaching about a strict literal view. And it just kind of took off and became the de facto perspective of the evangelical community as a polemic against Darwin. But you know, that notwithstanding what you're saying is absolutely true. Those who come from a hyper legalistic background, whether it's a Pentecostal background or a churches of Christ background, it's really hard for them to have the tools to know how to reconstruct. And I'm really excited to see how this show moves forward, how this podcast moves forward in presenting those tools for people so that they can begin to reconstruct a better faith, focus on Jesus, focus on grace and focus on loving God and loving neighbor. It's going to be fantastic. Well, I appreciate that, man. And uh, I know we said we're going to keep this one short. So do you have anything else you want to throw out there? Not really, man. Uh, I've pretty well said everything I wanted to. I'm just happy that we finally have one of these done that we like. So we can finally pass the torch officially and we can get this party started again, man. Get everything ramped up and get it going. Man, sounds good to me. And thank you just so much for the opportunity and for bringing me on. I mean, I, I was a guest, what, like four times or so? Four or five four times. times, yeah. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun while it was going. And we got to uh, re- reboot it, keep it going strong, and uh, keep giving people a place where they can feel safe to ask questions, to challenge old beliefs, and to uh, go forward into a into a positive trajectory of reconstruction together. So. Absolutely. We'll do that. And with your permission, since this is your podcast, I'm going to sign off for us one more time. Go for it, Lee. Thank you all so much for listening. We do genuinely love each and every one of you. If we didn't, we wouldn't be taking efforts to reboot this and get this thing going again. But here we are. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. That helps tremendously. That helps increase our visibility. That helps get this in front of more eyes and into more ears so that more people can benefit from this work. Share this with your friends. Share it on Facebook. Join our Facebook discussion group. Would love to have you. I'm still going to be on there. I have willfully taken a step away from Facebook for a while. I'm not on near as much as I used to be, but I'll still be contributing there. Um, But yeah, this is Daniel's now. This is his machine. This is his baby. I'll still check in on the emails from time to time and help with some of that as well. But you guys can drop us an email. It's always in the show notes if you have any questions or comments. Thank you all so much and have a great day.